Welcome to Humanity Evolve with your host, Catherine Colarco. This program will bring your life, family, and community together by focusing on the new technologies and innovations that define your world in an open and relaxed forum of ideas and discussion. Now, here is Catherine Colarco. Welcome to the show. It's very exciting to be with you here today to talk to you about exponential evolution, how technology and humanity are needing to integrate together to create the future we're looking for and to enable all of us to be our best selves and deal with the complexities that are arising and create a simple life that enables ourselves, our community, our families, and all of the people who are coming after us to be able to thrive on this planet. There is no planet B. <laughs> and, and I think that many expect to be able to colonize Mars, yet we're not there yet. So uh, I just want to talk today about how we can integrate technology and humanity and some of the cool things that are happening out there to share with you that give us hope, inspiration, and that you could be involved in. So I did you all see or hear about the eclipse in North America this month? We had the a total eclipse that crossed from Oregon all the way to the East Coast and Carolinas. And through that journey, it transected several states in some of the most remote areas across the United States. And it was amazing to watch the impact. It was literally trending higher than the elections uh, and was watched by millions and millions of people either online, on their phone, in real life, on TV, recorded. There was all different ways of being able to create this or participate in this unique shared experience. So what? So what was this like? Well, for a moment the hero of our uh, attention was science. (laughs) So for a moment, being a geek was amazing. So for a moment, the NASA website had 87% of all the traffic to government websites was on their site. I think it was something around 5 million viewers. And this is phenomenal. Isn't science cool? I mean, science is so amazing. I don't care whether you're, uh, you know, you're a scientist or you're a social worker or you're a mom or you're a dad. This was fascinating to watch and amazing things we learned. And we learned this because one, we could watch it happening live. We could see it on our phones. We could live stream it. We could see it live on the TV and we could listen to people's experiences. The second thing we could do is we actually could travel there. We could actually participate in it and be part of it. And for a moment, we all shared an experience that made us realize that we're part of a larger solar system, that the that the planets, the sun, the moon, that we are we are but a small part in a very large world. And for a moment, we shared that. And we got to see it. And I don't know, I thought it was unique. Uh, yes, I, I got, I finally at the last minute, I decided to go up to Oregon and see it. And I, it was exciting, you know, we, we sat there in our chairs and our amazing solar glasses and, and watched it and really got to share new insights. And I learned, it was fun to sort of geek out on being able to see the corona and learn all the words, you know, the, the, uh, the oh, diamond ring, here it comes, you know, and things like that. So, you know, this is what, this is what enjoying nature enjoying science is like it's not 
hard, you know, got to figure out math or, you know, uh, do complex, uh, you know, chemistry experiments. This is about the joy of learning. It's about understanding what is happening around us and learning about the science methodologies or the science integrity, you know, the way that we look and to understand our world around us and testing theories and finding the truth. You know, science is about understanding the world around us and being able to put it into defined terms and and be able to explore. And I think that's what we love about science. The second thing is one of the things that you're starting to see also is this DNA history, you know, really understanding your ancestry from a phenomenal point of view. Now for less than a hundred bucks, you can identify your ancestry back thousands of years and find out who your, uh, your, your great, 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 great exponentially grandmother was and where they were from. And so this is an amazing amount of information about who we are as people and where we come from, and also about where we fit in the world and how we're able to experience both the inner knowledge of who, what our DNA is telling us, and the external knowledge of how we fit in the planets and the magic that occurs around us all the time, and the beautiful things such as, you know, the, the everything from... Uh, from the solar eclipse to just the birth of a of a butterfly, um, or the, uh, the 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 transformation of a caterpillar into a butterfly, and at the same time we're seeing some things that are very hard to listen and hear and understand. At the same time we're seeing climate change affect global water and floods we've never seen before. And my heart goes out to all the people affected by floods from Bangladesh to Texas. You know, this is a phenomenal time for us. We can't, in if we don't feel we can control that weather. You know, where this is a deluge of water or it's extreme snow or it's a harsh drought or it's rising sea levels. There are things that are uh, are happening on our planet that are real. They're really happening and we have to deal with them. So how can we use these technologies, this information and this awareness for all of our good? And I don't mean it in a Pollyannic way. We have to deal with difficult situations and we have to master conflicts and and disasters. But we can do it in a way where we're coming from it from a, a space of understanding yourself, knowing what your role is in this and how you can be kind as part of this or be wise or be uh, share your intelligence or at least be able to survive through it in a way that keeps you positive in the end. You know, as we talked before, there's this population growth that's occurring. I, I was recently at a technology conference uh, talking about, um, you know, how do we solve these problems? And um, it was called uh, uh, creating equilibrium and how do we actually do that? And at that conference, I set, was listening to David Suzuki and he said, since he was born, the population has tripled. And I realized, Wow, that's the, my mom. The same thing has occurred. She was born in the late 30s, and she has seen the world go from 2 billion people to nearly 8 billion people. And that's a phenomenal growth, of, of and, and that is a fact. You can't change that reality. And that exponential growth of people on this planet has created some real impact, and that impact is already happening. You know, it is really... Uh, it is, it is, it is, the population has doubled since 1974 and is expected to reach 18 billion, uh, 8 billion 
to 10 billion in the next few years. And these are real things that we are going to have to deal with. No matter what, it's happening. It's already here. It's already existing. And it's let's not address it from a state of fear. Let's address it with things you can do. So what is happening? What are the cool stuff that's happening? Well, there is some amazing insights. There's some amazing technologies that are occurring. And there's some incredibly smart people who are just pulling on their big pants, getting their shoes on, putting on their thinking caps and making it happen. Whether there are... Whether they are women entrepreneurs coming up with ways of creating farm-to-food so that you're able to reduce the waste that we heard about on one of my shows earlier, or they're imaginative people who are creating ways for us to learn about the science and space and maybe even colonize Mars. I want to talk about a couple of um, uh, companies that I think are super interesting. And uh, they. Uh, it, it sometimes it's easy things and sometimes it's really complex stuff. So Biocarbon Engineering is a very unique company. They've created a means to use a drone and tiny, or not tiny, sort of self-contained bio bullets that plant trees at a thousand trees a day. So what they do is they use these the drones and they have... The, the plants in biocombustible little casings that are shaped like a bullet, you know, and they have, they're all self-contained like a little egg for a tree, and there's a little tree in it, and they can direct the trees directly into the ground, so it just spikes it right into the ground, and the tree uses the nutrients, the soil, and the container to, to grow, and so they can actually plant 100,000 trees a day, and the, why? Why would we want to plant this many trees? Well, we cut down 15 billion trees a year. We cut them down, right? We plant about 9 billion trees. So that's a negative 6 billion trees. So that is uh, trees absorb the carbon dioxide and they're means of creating more oxygen in our environment. So they keep our planet positively oxygenated so that we have good air to breathe and not only that but isn't it wonderful to be in a tree forest and be in nature doesn't that make you feel good I mean it does so these people have said okay we're going to figure this out we're going to find a way to exponentially increase our ability to plant trees in areas that are deforested or need to have rapid uh, cost-effective means of planting trees and and help to rebalance our ecosystem so that's amazing right isn't that something now that you, you thought, oh, I could have thought of that. Well, yeah, you can. You know, maybe you're already doing something cool like that. Another one that I really think is interesting is the ocean cleanup. It's in the Delft, Netherlands, and they've created a, a sort of a boom system that allows us to clean up the uh, plastic in the ocean. And so that it can actually uh, put this device out into the ocean and it basically skims the top of the ocean and filters out all the plastic bits. And you may or may not know this, but most of the marine life now has eaten plastic. And plastic is truly a poison for our systems. And so it, it, it basically aggregates up through the food chain and we get a concentrated dose of it, a little bit like mercury um, in, uh, in a lot of the uh, fish, um, as well as now we're seeing plastics in birds and also in on the marine life and they just don't understand the difference between it being food or or not food and it's getting so small that it's uh, ingested almost by accident so so this is an amazing effort very inspirational and, a, and a, based out of a 
a very simple tool. You know, there's a, a, a couple of surfers that created a, a net that you can put in harbors that um, basically funnels in the water and takes all the trash off the top of the water. And there's other ones that actually put this like a, like a, uh, it looks like the back of a, one of those old uh, steamboat paddles, right? And it sits on the end of a dock and it just basically filters out all the junk. So, you know, there are ways of dealing with what we've already done in the ocean, you know, so, and, and, and it can be as simple as, hey, there's a weekend coming up that people are going to go clean beaches, right? Are you in? Are you coming? You know, in India, they went and cleaned, uh, put, I must have been tons of trash off the beach. And all that took was a lot of human effort in a couple hours, right? So we can all do this. So we can be mindful and conscious of the fact that we are going to be 8 billion people. And this means that our systems are going to be overloaded, that our trash is going to be exponentially more than we thought. So we're going to have to change. There is no other way to deal with this exponential growth than to exponentially change. And I know that's tough. We don't want to. We want to, you know, I'd love to go back when I was a kid and playing in the streets and all that. I'd I'd love it to be that way. So, you know, I, I can't magically create that. But what I can do is every day think about what am I doing to reduce my footprint or uh, create a positive effect. And it's not adding something to your day. It's not like more pressure or, geez, I can barely keep up with the kids and, and my job. How can I add this to it? Not asking you to add anything. Just be that voice. You know, it's just as simply as saying, hey, you know, let's use recyclable um, uh, cutlery at work or, you know, writing a letter to the congressman or continuing to call and say environment is, is important for me or I want to adapt technology in my in my region. How can we use technology to help increase education in our in our community? How can I help provide microfinancing to uh, the lower income uh, entrepreneurs and enable them? You know, maybe it's as simple as texting $10 to uh, the Red Cross. You know, there are, just be, allow that to be part of your natural habit during the day. And as you all know, the one of the things I think is most important is actually the way you act. And, and you know, we're going to talk about that at, at the end, but we're going to go into how uh, some techniques that you can be as a human and how that positively changes the world. And all it is, the simple thing is taking a breath. That's all you have to do. Shh, don't tell anybody. It's just breathing. So you can't do that. All you got to do is exhale, long, slow breaths, and, and then watch how that changes your entire world. So um, some of the other examples I want to ch- chat about t- today are also something called Farm to You. Farm to You is an organization in the Kashmir who was actually able to increase the economic uh, impact or economic value of farming in that region and increase the hectare production of that region to enable farmers to be self-sustained and, when, and, and giving that region hope and the ability to uh, take care of their families in a way that allows them to participate and create a better life for them. You know, we talked about some of the work that was being done locally here with uh, renaissance.org and helping people to uh, access to capital and access to uh, to mentorship and ways of being able to set up their business. So these are these are some of the cool technologies and organizations that are happening to deal with this exponential impact. An exponential technology is happening. And one of the things that we were talking about at the beginning was how we all could see the eclipse. That exponential 
exponential technology development occurred in the last few years. The iPhone didn't exist 10, uh, you know, 11 years ago. It didn't exist. So now we can actually see things in our iPhone, right? We can participate in, in the uh, shared experience. This exponential impact of technology is something that we can use and incorporate. And Peter Diamantes talks about that in his book with Stephen Kotler about abundance. And I think it's celebrating technology. But when we talk, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about technology and making it truly add value to humanity and for humanity and how that works by talking a little bit about AI and healthcare and really how you can prove the promise, not just build stuff and sell more stuff. What we really need to do is provide added value for our world and do things that both provide economic value as well as uh, help humanity transform and also deliver what we want, entertainment, uh, toys, things like that. So we are going to talk a little bit about taking this exponential technology and the advances in sensors and, 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 and drones and things like that and really driving that to how we can use the technology to make better lives for ourselves. So come back after the break and let's continue this conversation about this complex problem, what it means for us and how we can participate it in many ways. Please join me. This is Catherine Calarco on Humanity Evolve. We'll be right back after the break. Please join us. barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. This is Humanity Evolve with Catherine Calarco. To reach our show today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. Again, that's 1-866-613-1612. Or you may send an email to info at ccalarco.com. Now, back to Humanity Evolve. Welcome back. This is Catherine Calarco, and I'm very excited to be talking to you today about one of my favorite subjects, exponential evolution, technology, and humanity. So before the break, we were talking about some of the exponential uh, technologies that have arisen. And, and there is also you know, business models and means of operating as well. So one of the things that I've seen during the last 10 years is the exponential improvement in biosensors. I was part of the original uh, commencement or a pioneer in digital health. And you know, in 2009, there were six companies <laughs> that was trying 
trying to create a means for the individuals to use their own personal data to take control of their health, wellness, and well-being, and be able to use those insights to achieve everything from reduction in anxiety, reduction in weight, to increasing cognitive performance and and functional abilities, and really move the the dial from uh, being about uh, sickness and and dealing with sickness to being about wellness and keeping well. So more about prevention than intervention. So I, I still believe in that. I still believe that we all have innate abilities to, to manifest health within ourselves by doing things like dealing with stress and negative emotion, by dealing with movement and, uh, and, and exercise, and um, also getting information about yourself that helps you to proactively manage what's happening. So I've seen sensors move from big clunky things that you know nobody would put on anywhere to being tiny thin devices that measure everything from heart rate variability to to breathing and we're seeing that with the work that we're doing at spire.io there are phenomenal new uh, form factor is going to be incredibly impressive and so stay tuned with that or have more news around it but the idea is that we're going to make the promise of healthcare be a reality. We are now going to be able to, uh, as a collective industry, use the information available from artificial intelligence or machine learning and the innovations in systems and understanding of human behavior and sensor technology and wearables and and, uh, devices. And we're going to be able to collectively put these together in ways that help people fall less, help us monitor our aged population, help us to deal with remote issues like people who can't get to the doctors, who aren't unable to get access to the best. It's already happening. We have some of the top doctors who are helping people in Africa and in remote regions to deal with their health issues. We have teams here that are dealing with you know, Ebola outbreaks and, and solving problems creating vaccines. We had the amazing ALS challenge. You think you can't do anything? Think about that water challenge and what it actually resulted in. Funding of research that created an outcome. I mean, that's phenomenal. And that was really all of us working together. You know, and, and, and it is it is about delivering on that. And there's a lot of fears around artificial intelligence and, and technology and, you know, can it really help us? And I think it comes down to a couple of things. One is that you do have to make it work for people, for the people who are using it. And part of that is is enabling empathy and em- empathy, not just from the visionaries, but actually from the people who are coding and writing the software. So people who are right next to the product, they, in, in embodying them culturally and and giving them an understanding of who's this for are are their hearts aligned for how to make this happen do they have a good understanding of customers and and how this is going to be used right the second thing is don't take people out of the equation don't try to replace a nurse with a robot i mean <laughs> the 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 nurses don't want to deal with a robot. They want to deal with people. So have the robot deal with a thing she doesn't want to do. You know, this people need human interaction, right? They need the ability to have a, a human being to help them feel, to feel the create this healing environment. And that's legitimately, if someone holds your hand and, and comforts you, you feel better when you're in the hospital. And if you feel as if someone cares, 
you're going to improve your ability to heal. So actually creating that empathy, and you might argue that, you know, robots can take over everything, but I think there are key roles and key ways for us that actually need to be sustained. And part of that is the human-to-human interaction and creating more opportunity for that to happen by allowing artificial intelligence to take away some of the things that are not adding value to that human connection. And some of that is actually using the wisdom and solving problems. Like they're being able to diagnose a condition by using all the inputs and getting that accuracy up. Being able to use the multiple uh, sensory data and combining that with your activity to understand, hey, you got a full day of meetings and you didn't sleep too much last night. Here's a particular boost or meditation or recommendation to do for you. Take a moment. I've scheduled it for you, you know, and that just like gives you permission. Oh, right. You know, what if your device just alerts you? Wow, you haven't taken a breath for a while. You know, just just tiny moments that you're able to actually shift into that more positive, healthier state for yourself. So, you know, I think it's super important that artificial intelligence is used to its full advantage, but is deployed and created by people who have empathy and are really understanding what put their heart is in the code as well. So how do we assure that whatever's being built actually has those philosophies? You know, there was an amazing uh, uh, work that we did with um, IDEO and ArcFusion on this subject. And there was a lot of fears that were incorporated in into, you know, what are we doing? You know, the hopes are we want to free up time and create more resources. We want to increase human connectedness and we want to advance humanity and we want to solve big challenges and save our world. And we want to make us smarter and healthier and, and really be more human centered, but not but still remain the curators of our planet not the takers of our planet. So obviously those are balanced by the fears, you know, the loss of skills and capabilities and biodiversity and the fact that, you know, the that you know the synthetic biology is going to take over the planet, or that that there is no humans in the system, so we're cut off from decisions, or we lose purpose, or the machines it becomes a machine-centered world and makes us stupider. So we we don't want to make that happen. So how do we manage that? How do we design and create a world where machines enable humans to get smarter, healthier, and more connected, and to solve big societal problems? And I believe that's fundamental. I believe that is exactly what we need to participate in it. It doesn't mean that you have to be working at IBM or part of a hospital system. It means that you just are conscious about your use of AI and expect more from the people who deliver it. You know, challenge your Alexa, challenge your Siri, make sure they're doing good for humanity, you know, and that's built into it and that you're actually using it in a way that helps you have a, have an easier life or life or helps you solve big problems. So you can work on spending more times with those who love that you love or spending more time with things you love to do. So you know, I, I think there's a great amount of thought going into this about creating human augmentation by using sensors, as well as creating more compassionate compassionate leadership in this world by allowing people to solve these problems without inter- allowing agendas or inter- uh, or politics or things that, you know, are not good for all of us. You know, take the fear out and enable everyone to come along. So I think, you know, we want to reduce the cost of health care. We want to increase the efficacy of health. And how can we do that? Well, we, we empower technology to work for us in achieving that and enable our 
aged care, our kids, ourselves, to be able to get better care and wiser care. So how does that happen? Well, you know, the, the, we've seen it in technologies um, around the world. I've talked a little bit about them. I've talked about how, you know, we can now access information faster than ever before. And we can also uh, provide telemedicine to remote areas. And we really want to champion those. You know, we want to support and encourage and allow this information to be used um, in a way that helps us to be proactive about it. And I'll I'll share one thing. Um, one of the things that we learned with the DNA kits is, you know, whether you have particular um, disease states or pre- predisposition uh, comes up in your in your particular family. And, and when I first did that, I was a little nervous, like, oh, my God, what am I going to find out? Do I actually want to know? You know, and part of it is, OK, I do. And so I, I found out that there was a predisposition to or potentiality, a small percentage increase in, in uh, uh, skin cancer. And obviously, you could look at me and go, yeah, OK, you're fair skinned and that would be obvious and yeah okay but there's nothing like the bold fact of that being sitting there looking at you to say okay well I love a tan I really like sitting in the sun I don't do it anymore you know and and I think that okay how can I adapt to that and still get the vitamin D I need to get and still take care of myself so I don't uh, increase my chances of skin cancer and so you know you, you take that upon yourself and you know I've been uh, for four years, uh, skin cancer free, and and I'm going to stay that way. And I'm doing that based on my knowledge and my understanding, and also technologies that have like ability to now take photos and uh, of moles and take a look at that, or you can uh, send information via email to your doctor, or they have, you know, there's now amazing. Therapies that are specific to individuals that are using things like viruses to enable you to treat cancer, right? And so there's so much more information available. And, uh, you know, the, there's also, and we've talked about this on other shows, is that there's a, there, there, the, the, a lot of the foods that we eat are not necessarily good for us, right? And the closer we get to non processed, uh, you know, pure foods, the healthier we feel. And one of the things that was talked about, uh, this is part of the science, and I'm kind of moving to a new subject is is that part of our health is obviously what we eat you know mark hyman to to uh, dean ornish to uh, uh, the the uh, professors at mit who are talking about uh, sugar is is really what we put in our body is also a medicine so the more we demand our uh, providers to give us food that's healthy for ourselves and make it uh, cost effective the better it is for us so moving to uh, pure foods um, to less processed to less synthetic uh, in, uh, in, uh, ingredients is this fundamentally important and try it if you try it you will feel better literally you'll feel better one of the things they talked about at this conference was uh, th- synthetic meat actually being able to create uh, or using biosynthesis to create meat now I know that sounds like oh my god you know soylent green if you remember that old movie but it's actually better for us it doesn't beef production on this planet uses a lot of uh, resources um, it's just the amount of water and grain and land and everything. If you could actually do that with synthetically, 
I'm sure that the beef cows would love it, and <laughs> the, the beef themselves would appreciate it. And also, apparently, it eat, tastes better, and it's better for you. Now, this took me a little while to kind of get my head around, and um, and I'm not, and and I know that there are beef farmers out there, and I think it's super important that we think about what happens to the farmers, and 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 how can we actually create a farming, a thriving farming community that enables uh, people that are in industries that might shift to be able to migrate with the shift. And I think that's very important to consider as part of the governance of our world moving forward is how do we transition or how do we help ensure that the life of uh, the people who are working in these industries that may be affected are in fact empowered and and uh, t- brought along into this into it. And I think that's very, very important. And we're going to talk a little bit about that after the break. But I think what's super important is one, you can do things about your health. You can uh, use uh, uh, wearables that work. You can get tests that help you to uh, uh, enliven better health. And you can actually ask your doctor uh, questions about, you know, therapies that are available or using uh, using Watson AI or things like that to actually help with your disease or your condition or improving your wellness. I know for a fact that the amount of integrated physicians and clinics and wellness centers that are using multiple inputs, uh, uh, everything from holistic acupuncture to sensors and and tests and uh, traditional medicine together to create more health is happening out there. So I, I think there is hope in that. I think it's upon us to help with the adoption of this and help to have it fit within the existing healthcare system so that we're able to improve our wellness, reduce our readmits, and increase both the wellness as well as the cost effectiveness effectiveness of healthcare out there. So we get involved. The number one thing you can do with getting involved if you're a coder out there is to make sure that your heart is in what you're doing and that you have people who are coding for healthcare and AI in healthcare that understand the solution and the problem and also use their their genius minds to create positive uh, results and enable those in health to be able to adapt and use it because they're not necessarily as technical or it's not as easy to adapt these products for them. Okay, we're going to come back after the break and we're going to talk about humanity. We're going to talk about what you inner development, some of the things that are available, and we're also going to talk about creating this abundance and putting it all together. So come back after the break and join the conversation. I love this topic and I love the debate and all the facets of it. Come back after the break. This is Catherine Calarco on Humanity Evolve talking about exponential evolution. Be back after the break. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. This is Humanity Evolve with Catherine Calarco. To reach our show today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. Again, that's 1-866-613-1612. Or you may send an email to info at ccalarco.com. Now, back to Humanity Evolve. Welcome back. This is Catherine Calarco on Humanity Evolve, and I am talking about exponential technology and humanity and how they work together. And before we the break, we talked a little bit about artificial intelligence, sort of healthcare, how sensors, technologies, and humanity need to work together to create the promise of what this is all bringing to us in terms of reducing costs, creating more access, and increasing quality and the outcomes. And I think it's very important that we actually focus on outcomes and really look at things that work, you know, things that are validated, you know, that are tested, and also things that you know that work. I've, I've spent years, in a way, biohacking, you know, learning, because everybody is different, you know, and you know what works for you and what doesn't work for you and you know things like I know that if I exercise to a half an hour to an hour in a day I feel better you know and how do I create time for that and make it a priority I know that there are certain supplements that work really well for me and I feel better when I use them I mean one of the ones I absolutely love is is probiotics you know and and I also know that a wearable helps me to be more mindful and understand what triggers me and what wastes energy and what gives me energy and how can I spend my day in a balanced state so that when I'm breathing tense or when I haven't taken a breath for a while, I get an alert and I understand, okay, wow, driving in traffic makes me tense. So I need to be mindful of that and slow my breathing down. Or maybe I need to be more tense because I want to energize this. I want to really figure this out. So I know that my, you know, my, my, I might be breathing tense for a little while or I'm exercising and then that makes me feel a little tense because it's, I'm breathing and exerting myself. So one of the things that I learned also is a power of positive emotion and how important it is to, navigate your way from you know, going through very crisis situations and how to deal with extreme stress and the steps that you take to re- learn to retrust the world and really heal and what steps you need to go in order to do that. And part of that journey is also creating support around you and uh, enabling yourself to have things that give you unconditional love, like the, you know, nothing like a warm, fuzzy dog to look in your eyes and make you feel better. So, that, And then also, you know, sharing things with family and understanding when you need a break. 
So part of the evolution of uh, humanity is also on the evolution of ourselves and what we think, feel, and how we operate and how we can move through the stages of life in a way that helps us to be the best we can be. And this show was founded on understanding us as in part of this equation of what's happening with exponential technology growth and exponential change in this world and how we are going to need to be uh, adaptive to it and, and how we are are able to do that. We have so much strength and so much ability within ourselves that each of us has the ability to allow that light inside ourselves, the the gift that we were born with, to thrive. And this show is dedicated to that, to dedicate it to you finding ways for you to thrive and for you to be operating from that that light and, and be able to navigate through these tremendous challenges that hit us that we didn't ask for, that we're not looking for, that 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 are created by forces uh, that we're not uh, a part of, you know, the, a flood or financial disaster or, um, you know, droughts or things that are going on that are extremely challenging. And know that we have, there is help out there. There are things that are looking to do that from the work that we did with um, heart rate variability and helping to learn to really uh, center and operate from a state of love or joy and understanding from a measurement of heart rate variability what that feels like, right? What does it feel like and and what is your natural state, your natural state of kindness and care and, and love and how can you operate more from that because that state gives you more resilience. It gives you more cognitive ability and more uh, ability to navigate through through challenging times. So when they hit, you've got this resilience or reservoir or you have a skill that you can use in order to uh, reset your system and restore yourself when things are challenging. So part of this uh, inner development is really being the change that you want to see in the world. It's not about yelling at someone that you, you know, okay, yeah, occasionally I yell at the TV when I see stuff is super stupid. But, you know, I'm not hurting anybody but myself, you know. And so we also want to have a way to have a dialogue around this. So how can we express our views in a way that allows a conversation, right? And also allows us to not tolerate uh, you know, things in this world that we know are not right, that that is not acceptable. And how do we have a voice at the table that allows us to create uh, solutions and allows us to have this debate and allows us to say, no, this is not okay. What's happening right now is not okay. Um, I see you, I hear you, and this behavior is not acceptable. So really, how can we do that? And part of that is really to be be the change yourself. And the other part is to accept that you're hu- that you are human, that we need to be compassionate about ourselves and to accept ourselves as we are and realize that we are each beautiful and amazing and have so much that we need to give to this world. And that light within ourselves may be as simple as 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 taking care of our our kids, you know, which is okay, that's not very simple. So it might be simple, simple as as you know, fixing uh, air conditioners. Okay, that's not simple. Okay, so if it's simple, it can be simple or a complex, right? And so Whatever we do today, just remember that you are that light. You are the change. You are the model for what happens. And also understand that you're human and that whatever we do, you, may, you're going to make mistakes or bumble around or not know the answers. And that's part of being human. And that as we learned from uh, Dr. Joan Rosenberg and Brene Brown is that 
really accept and understand the negative emotions that you might feel or negative things that happen and just allow that 90 seconds to allow the negative emotion to go through your body and and also realize that if you can handle negative emotions that are not not negative but more unpleasant if you can handle unpleasant emotion and learn how to adapt them so that you're not triggered by them and create discord if you learn how to deal with those unpleasant emotions and you are resourceful you know who how to what to do or who to go to or who to ask when you've got problems or challenges and you're and if you have those two things, you can do anything. You can do anything. And I think Brene Brown offers uh, conversations around vulnerability. I still am not sure if vulnerability is accepted in the corporate environment or as much or how to deal with it when uh, you're dealing with people that are looking for strength and don't understand vulnerability as a means of being strong. I think it's upon us to learn how to communicate that and also you know, deal with difficult things, have that uncomfortable conversation. And sometimes it might be with yourself <laughs> and sometimes it might be with other people's, but know that you have this ability. So I think uh, to step onto the road of inner development, know that it starts with small, simple steps. You don't have to conquer the earth. You know, it's one step at a time. And it really is about creating positive emotion, you know, within yourself. Learn how to do that. Learn how to create a st- oper- operating from a state of grace or emotional uh, positive emotions, and really build that resilience. And you can do that through, you know, heart math training, through spire training, through uh, cognitive based therapy, through just talking to friends. There's, you know, mindfulness is an amazing way to be to learn to do that. And breath techniques. I mean, really learning how to breathe. <laughs> you know, we there's this thing that it's called uh, screen apnea. I don't know if you know this, but sometimes when you're looking on your screens or in uh, Facebook, you stop breathing. And this has caused all kinds of negative things for you. You know, you got to be conscious of your of your health in the moment. So here's here's one thing I really want you to go away with is really a breath technique. And take time, five to 15 minutes a day, to focus on the air of your heart or focus on uh, your, your breathing and breathe five seconds in and seven seconds out. Just breathe. And we sometimes do two seconds in and seven seconds out. And really focus on that breathing and allow your nervous system to relax. And also yeah, another technique is to, as you're doing this breath technique and being very present and focusing on your breath, is to also feel a positive emotion. Feel a pa- face of a loved one or a beautiful scenery, or even go there and sit there and do this breath moment for yourself. Spend five to 15 minutes of your day taking care of yourself by using this simple breath technique. And when you get into an anxious moment or you have a stressful moment, know that you can change in a second by using breathing, by engaging a positive emotion. You can shift. You have that power within yourself to do that. So I'm asking you to take that time to do that and also to operate from kindness as much as you can, as much as you can, and authenticity, authentic voice, integrity, speak your voice. Now more than ever, your seed of light, your beingness is needed on this planet. Your Whatever you're here to do is needed, no matter how big, how small, or how complex, or science-oriented, or people-oriented is, you are part of this. We together need to work in 
concert with the evolution of technology that's occurring faster than we can even think about to the evolution of our human growth and what's happening with the number of people on this planet. This is very real people and we are part of it. We are on this spaceship Earth and we are therefore by that now need to participate in what that means for us. And your small movements and your small steps and the what you do with your own personal development and also your use of the technology and demand for companies that are actually creating technology is super powerful. The crowd sourcing are we can, we have seen this and from watching the eclipse to creating a granite food movement to helping out with uh, with what's going on in in remote parts of the world to participating in solving global problems we have a voice no matter how small or how large you can be part of this from acting simply to being part of some solving some big problem so I, I believe in creating abundance and I believe in creating humanity. And I hope that you've enjoyed the show. This has been wonderful to share this with you. I'm always here, guys. Um, I, I want to continue this conversation. I want to be the best positive part of this and have this is my voice in that. So I hope I've inspired you today. I hope I've uh, provided some knowledge or education. L- let me tell you a little bit more about what's happening today. Um, we're going to be uh, connected with you, still be part of it at info at ccalarco.com and I I want you to actually take uh, we're going to take a break we'll be back in uh, just a few moments this is Catherine Calarco on Humanity Evolve Ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. And join us for a replay of the show on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-294. 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Thank you. 
This is Humanity Evolve with Catherine Calarco. To reach our show today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. Again, that's 1-866-613-1612. Or you may send an email to info at ccalarco.com. Now, back to Humanity Evolve. Hello, it's Catherine Calarco. Welcome back to the show. We're going to finish off this segment. Right before the break, we talked about how the evolution, the exponential evolution requires inner evolution. And that part of that is taking on, uh, like continuing to develop who you are and being the change that you want to see in the world. And you can do it with simple techniques like breath or mindfulness or meditation or, or just simply being more aware and taking time for yourself to do the things you know. And the key things were you know, managing uh, unpleasant emotions, um, being able to learn techniques and also get uh, feedback from uh, devices and, and wearables, but also uh, being able to connect with people and, and creating a support network around yourself and participating in this. And the, and the challenge is that it's all got to come together, right? And so, you know, this is a, a, a big conversation and I, and I want you to realize that I'm trying to make it uh, accessible for people to realize that you're part of it already. You you are part of this, and that um, the the ability to create the abundance and financial freedom and entrepreneurship and and, and human development all come together and pro- and sometimes all in the same person. So you you maybe not realize that you are this or think that it's all remote, but in fact everything that you do does matter. And so I'm just going to pull this together and talk about what this means, right? So. The, the planet is exponentially growing in terms of the uh, humanity on, on the planet. The, the CO2, the carbon, is exponentially increasing. The hottest days on the planet are occurring now, and it's getting worse and worse. All you got to do is look at uh, the data from NASA and NOAA and some of the others to see what's happening. Also, humanity is challenged with more things than you've ever been challenged with before. And this is not a negative. This is what I'm saying is the technology exists for us. And our, the technology for things like being able to plant a thousand trees a day, to being able to remotely provide health care to people across the world, to enable health care to improve worldwide, to, for the ability for farming to become more efficient and for cities to become more sustainable. All of this technology exists. All of it is available for us. And I think that the, the actions that we take over the, the coming decades are really about how we operate as in and what you actually learn within yourself. So I'm, I'm asking my listeners to create that inner development and be the seed of light that they are and engage in what's happening because it's happening. You can't change it. It's not all you can do is address it so that y- y- we are part of what the world we want to be in, that we are the designers of our future. And we're designing in from simple ways to the way that we act to complex ways in the way of installing new technology systems or helping the planet to uh, utilize its resources better, to realizing solutions, technical solutions that will reduce the CO2 in our environment or planting more trees that will help reduce the, the environment. We can't sustain an increase in temperature we can't. We are already seeing oceans rise. We are already seeing personal conflict. You know, beyond what what we personally can deal with, the stress levels are off the chart. So, I'm, what I'm encouraging everyone to do and realize is that 
the solutions are available for us. We can navigate through this. You have the ability within yourself. You can learn to operate from a more compassionate point of view. You can learn to have difficult conversations to do, that, that help us to create more understanding and move things forward. You can do things as much as simply be kinder or text to Red Cross or, you know, or just live your life and know that you're doing what you can do and be self-compassionate and be compassionate to others around you. I just want you to know that the resources and support and information is out there. Look to the positive side of things and realize that you can't, that there is hope and support those you know who are providing solutions that you feel make sense. And also realize there are unintended consequences that we're going to have to deal with, with regard to synthetic biology, to artificial intelligence, and that entrust those who are working on it and demand them to be accountable for what they're doing. And, um, in, and you know, find people you support that you can delegate that to because you can't do everything. It's impossible. So I'm asking you all, take care of yourselves. Be the light the world needs in this world at this moment. Be the purpose and stay connected with me. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to continue this in, in, this dialogue and, and share stuff that works, things that work and good people that are doing good things. I want to celebrate them and make them successful beyond their imagination. And I want us all to live abundant, balanced sustainable lives that allows us to be who we really want, who we really are. And I think it's all possible. This is Catherine Calarco on Humanity Evolve. Stay in touch at info at ccalarco.com or connect with me at Kath Calarco on Facebook, LinkedIn, or, or Twitter. I will look forward to to hearing from you and continuing this dialogue. It has been an honor and a pleasure to be part of this show and I think you guys are awesome. Let's make this future what we want it to be by starting with tiny steps. Thank you so much. This is Catherine Calarco on Humanity Evolve, Love and Technology, Science, Humanity, and Ourselves. We're making it happen. See you next time. Thank you for joining Catherine Calarco for this week's edition of Humanity Evolve. Be sure to tune in again next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We'll talk again then. 